Bryce, what's up, dude? It's Tyson from Nature with Tyson on Instagram. Also, the hit TV series Marriage Boot Camp Reality Stars. Anyways, just wanted to drop in, let you know I'm loving the podcast. It's a it's a it's a purple pants podcast. See ya. Enjoy. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants. It's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind. You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You're trying to get your snack. You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. What's up? And welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, okay? Spicy Brycey's cousin, Bryce Isaiah. And I greatly thank you so much for clicking that button or whatever it is that you click to tune into this week's episode. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a Purple Pants Podcast. What's popping? What's going on? Bay, bay. We are officially in the countdown. Okay. The countdown to the holiday season. The countdown to listen, getting up out of 2020. The countdown of, okay, White House, pack your bags. It's time for you to go, sir. Okay. Countdown is here, bay, bay. And so listen, I don't know if you like me, child. I've been packing my bags, got my toiletry bag together because listen, I'm ready to get up out of 2020. Now, 2020 has been a trying year to say the least. It's just been so much from the get go. However, at the same time, I am grateful for 2020 because it has taught me that I'm a survivor, that I can get through anything and that, you know, I'm also so grateful for this podcast because it's been a much needed release during this year. Okay. And so with the good comes the bad, but baby, I am counting the days down to get up out of here because I just need a new start, a new lease, a something. Get me up on out of here. You feel what I'm saying? Purple Pants Posse. Yes. Now, listen, if this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you are a repeat listener, well, welcome on back, baby boy and baby girl. But I'm a need for you to make sure you pause this podcast right here. Listen, I'm a wait. I'm a wait and make sure you subscribe to my podcast at Spotify, Apple Music or wherever it is that you get your podcast from. OK, make sure you write a review. Make sure you give me some five stars. One, two, three, four, five. Okay. It's not a countdown there. Just give your baby boy some stars. Woo. We've been through a lot these past couple of weeks. So I want to know how y'all holding up, what y'all been up to, what the kids doing, what the husband's doing, what the wives doing, what the boyfriend's doing, what the girlfriend's doing, what the refrigerator looking like, how y'all been, what's, what's been going on. Okay. You asking about me? You know. Yes, your baby boy had a very busy week. Okay, listen, let me unload on y'all real quick. So you know when my job, bay bang, with this COVID has really affected the process of how we do our work. And so my job is constantly coming up with new protocols, new things to do. And frankly, I'm tired of the emails from Joanne about what our new procedures are. But, baby, whoo, 
I had to drink this week, okay? Listen, y'all know I'm trying to get my diet right, get my, you know, get Slim Bracy back, but, woo, baby, I had to drink this week because we've got this December 31st deadline at my job, which is like, oh, okay, not a problem, I can meet it. But this past the start of this month, November, I really kicked it in to overdrive of, like, you know, getting my reports in, making sure I'm making my calls, making sure I'm completing these assessments. And baby, on, I think it was like Wednesday, Joanne sent this email like we're having a mandatory staff meeting via Zoom. Make sure you attend. So I'm like, what the hell are they talking about? Now, I'm, at first I'm thinking, because like every other state, Philadelphia, our COVID cases have been rising. So I'm thinking they're going to suspend our home visits. So, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, that might be some good news. But baby, so we get on this meeting with Joanne. And essentially they're like, we know you guys are stressed. So they want to change the process of how we've been doing things. Now, mind you, they didn't already change it about 800 times. Okay. So they talking about, but listen, we're taking a lot of work from away from you. So in this meeting, Joanne basically takes one thing away, which is, okay, helpful, but then adds 30 more things that we have to do. And so baby boy just wanted to cry because essentially all of this work that I've done in the, the month of November, I've got to redo it. And I'm just like, can I get a break? Oh my God, Chile. Baby boy was stressed out after that meeting on Thursday. And they, okay, the good brother Wendeezy called me Thursday night. Like, hey, we got a beef run. Um, Do you want to come? It's on Friday. I said, listen, baby boy, <coughs> I can take a sick day. So I called out Friday and I did a quick little delivery and install with Beeve, with Joey and Wendeezy, which was great. When it was like, listen, you don't have to drive. You know, we went about like five hours away. And he's like, you know, you don't have to drive. Joey will drive up. And then on Saturday, I'll drive back. So I'm like, okay, you know, baby boy don't mind sitting in the back seat, enjoying myself. So Saturday, when we're done with the install, we are going to brunch. You know, baby boy, love a brunch. Okay. Now, mind you, at the brunch, I'm noticing when Dizzy didn't have one or two beers. And I'm like, well, how the hell you drinking a beer? You supposed to drive home. So in the middle of the brunch, Wendell's like, oh, you know, my back hurts. Do you mind taking the first shift, Bryce? Like, now, first of all, boy, I ain't agree to drive. But listen, I don't mind driving. I love to drive, actually. So no problem. But see, my problem with driving on these road trips with Wendell and Joey is that when they drive, they can play whatever they want to play. Okay, Joey be in his gospel bag. Wendell be in these Afro beats. I be like, okay. So when it's my turn to drive, you know I got my little Kim ready. I got my Destiny's Child ready. I got my 3LW ready. I got my Queen Naja ready. I got my Erica Badu. And they are acting like they're so like, like, first of all, baby. And then another thing that I hate is that if I'm driving, it's my playlist and... It's my directions. Like, you know, I'm going to use the app that I use. Now, the app that I use, I put it or I set it to make like to avoid, you know, fastest route. So sometimes we might be on 95, but it can it can see the patterns. And maybe, you know, if you get off at this exit and go through the rural areas, it can save you 20 minutes. Now, 20 minutes in a five hour drive. I want to save it all that I could do. So, you know, my GPS is like, you know, get off here. And when it was like, this isn't the way we go, baby, is you driving or is you in the passenger seat? Because I'm confused because I'm going to follow my GPS. So then Wendell does the most annoying thing and like loads up his app on his phone for the directions baby I, like so for two hours we had two different uh gps's going i'm like now when y'all driving i don't do this 
Okay, I'm a respectful passenger. I put my seatbelt on and I enjoy. When this, when it comes to your baby boy, it seemed like that, I just can't win. Can I just sing my? You, I'm getting a little tired of your broken promises, promises. Looking at your pages, saying different numbers and numbers. Call you on the cell, you're hanging with the fellas, the fellas. Hanging with my girls, you always getting jealous and jealous. I was with you when you did. Had no drama, no dramas. Hey, okay, can I get my three LW in? Yes, I like that first album, okay? So, needless to say, oh, also, where we went, there was a couple of, you know, certain things was legal. So, you know, we stopped at a store and baby boy got some goody goodies. So, when we got home Saturday, I had a self-care Saturday evening, okay? I had some goody goodies if you get my drift. I put on some Netflix, was watching some movies, and baby boy floated away to sleep. And, you know, I had a really good day. And on Sunday, I, and I don't know if this is like with you guys, but I've got a lot of friends, I would say. But during this COVID time, I, like, I just, like, people be wanting to, like, meet up. And I, I just be, like, so, like, ugh, I don't know. And so one of my friends, we've been playing, like, reschedule for the past two months. And so on Thursday, when Joanne had that staff meeting, uh, my friend texted me and she was like, do you want to like meet up for brunch this week? And I'm like, yes, Sunday would be great. So Sunday I had be a housewife mimosa, enjoy me a good old brunch and brunch because you know your baby boy lives for a brunch. So, you know, this week I was just really just trying to like let go of whatever it is that I can't control in my job and just really trying to start the week refreshed. So, you know, that's you okay. I'm counting down. Okay. 10-9-8-7-6-5-4-3-2-1. Okay. I'm counting down. Cause baby boy gotta count down to get through this week. Cause if Joanne sent another email, I'm likely to throw the computer. And another thing, so we have a company-wide staff meeting on Zoom, and this just gets on my nerves. Okay, I don't understand what people don't understand about the Zoom, because we've been doing this for a while now, and I'm sure my Purple Pants Posse, y'all can relate. So it's over 300 of us on the meeting. What don't y'all understand about putting your computer on mute? Okay. Like, literally, I hear Wendy Williams in the background, a baby crying. Joanne's like, hi, guys. Um, I need for you guys. Listen, Joanne, you created this meeting. Mute everybody asses. Okay? Oh, my God. But anyway, okay. Whew, let me count down. Sent nine, eight, because baby boy, seven, six, is getting five, four. Whew, worked up. Three, two, one. But nevertheless, I'm here. I made it. I'm excited for this week's episode. I have a really good one for you guys this week. So let me just go ahead and give you the rundown. So I have the pleasure of talking with my baby girl, Julia Carter from Edge of Extinction. We talk about the CBS announcing that moving forward, that their cast of non-scripted television shows will be made up of 50% BIPOC. And Julie and I talk about our reactions and the role that we played in this major announcement by CBS. Also on this episode, I got my boo-boo, Brookie Poo, Brooke Kamhai, the winner of season 29, Amazing Race, as we tackle on another episode of The Amazing Race. Oh, I've got the Purple Pants Picks, okay? I've got Advice with Bryce. Miss Barb is back for Barb's message. And we got 
Freak of the Week, baby. So listen, get your countdown ready. Because it's a 10, it's a 9, it's an 8, it's a 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Let's get into these church announcements. And on this week's church announcements, I've got two church announcements I want to share with you. The first church announcement is as we are counting down to the end of the 2020, I just want to encourage my Purple Pants Posse and whoever is listening. We don't have to wait until the end of the year to start making these, you know, my New Year's resolutions. You know, I'm on a road for a better price. I've been on this road for a very long time. I'm running out of a little bit of gas, so I might need to fill up soon. But I just want to encourage you guys and just say that we don't have to start working on the new us, new year, new me. We can start right now. And if there are things that you want to do, plans that you've always said you want to do, start it now. Put it into action now. I know for me, I've actually, I have a vision board and I am, I cleared it out. And this upcoming weekend, I really want to recreate my vision board as to where I sit right now where I am because it's changed so much and I think that with everything going on with this pandemic with this uh, the election with just 2020 as a whole we we might have gotten stagnant and so me I just really wanted to clear my whole vision board and I'm going to spend the weekend to really like update it to where I am right now so I just really wanted to encourage my purple pants posse and any listener we don't have to wait the countdown is on for the year the new year is coming, we know, but we don't have to wait. Like, start working on ourselves now, okay? Everybody gets a ring. So, work on that. Work on yourself. We don't, we don't got to wait to the end of the year. So, I just want to encourage whoever needed to hear that. It's for you, boo. Second church announcement is, listen, y'all know where I'm going, okay? These daddy calendars, these hot girl calendars, I really want to thank everyone that has purchased it, that has supported it. And yes, I just want to remind y'all, when they gone, they gone. I'm not making no more orders. I'm not. Nope. So I'm just telling y'all now, they are moving like hotcakes and I'm so grateful, but I'm getting low and I just, and I don't want, I don't want to DM. I don't want to message. I don't want to advice with Bryce. So I'm just saying, make sure you go. Okay, you can click the link in my Instagram bio, my Twitter bio, Bryce Isaiah. Go to the Bryce Isaiah shop, okay? Or you can just go straight to the website. That is bryce-isaiah.myshopify.com. Click the link in your bio. Click, I'm clicking, click the link in your bio. Click, go to that website and bless your life. You know, I've got the Purple Pants Podcast 2.0 hoodies, okay? I got magnets, I got stickers, I got pins. I'm adding like two more items to the shop in like a week. Or I ordered them, I'm waiting for it to come in, but I'll tell you when they get here. So listen, I'm trying to help you help yourself because when they go on, they go on. But seriously though, thank you everyone that has supported me this year. This year has been a lot. And I'm just glad that we go together because, you know, we we got each other's back. Okay, now, if you got my back, I got your back. Now, let's get into this meat and potatoes. Oh, meat and potatoes. 
potatoes. Oh, might throw some carrots in there, but hey, it's the meat and potatoes. Let's get into this menu. It's a man who is a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. It's a man who is a menu. Meat and potatoes like we're cooking up a great stew. And keeping the menu rolling, I'm so excited this week because I have my sister, my girl, <laughs> Julia Carter from Edge of Extinction, popping her podcast, Cherry on a Purple Pants Podcast. What's up, baby girl? Baby boy! Oh my God, I am so excited to be on the Purple Pants I'm ex- so excited because y- y'all don't know what it took to get her on here. She's supposed to be on here so many times. And what y'all don't even realize is the baby boy and baby girl, like this, where that story came from. Miss Julia Carter was there that night when I was cussing somebody <laughs> out. And I was like, baby boy. <laughs> y'all, I'm on the Purple Pants podcast through spirit because... Every time Bryce says baby girl or baby boy, just know that was me and him. So just know I'm here with y'all in spirit all the time. Yes, that was a crazy night. But I'm so happy to have you on the podcast because I feel like we've got a lot to discuss. But first of all, what's the tea with you, girl? What you been up to since the edge of extinction? What's going on in your world? Oh, Bryce, you know, so I'm currently in my third year of medical school. So that keeps me plenty busy, honey. Um, So, you know, I'm just in the hospital working through this dang pandemic, which is crazy, but I'm mm. safe and well, thank God. But But still to be like, working through this and seeing it firsthand is just very, you know, like overwhelming sometimes. So please, everyone, wear your masks, social distance, be safe, because best believe it is a very real, um, contrary to what many people may think. So, so I have that, you know, and then I do a lot just of initiatives around diversity at my school and me and my sister have our nonprofit. So I always have a lot going on. So it's just, I stay plenty busy. Yes. I love that. Come on, Dr. Carter in the building. (laughs) Okay. So I was really excited to have you on because this week was really big that CBS announced a new diversity pledge on Monday that would have a very visible impact on its staple reality shows such as Big Brother, Survivor, and Love Island, and that they pledged that the non-scripted shows uh, will have 50% people of color on mm-hmm. moving forward and I really wanted to get your reaction to that because I don't know whether or not because I've not really talked about it publicly but the last four months uh Julia myself Jatia Jamal Shipman Wendell Holland Sabrina Thompson Mitchell and Ramona from season one have really been working together to really use our voices to speak up about this. And Mm -hmm. it was really important for us to really make change. And it really kind of started for our coalition that we called the Soul Survivors. Um, It really began months ago with George Floyd and the death of him and the civil rights movement that it caused around the nation. And we all really got together and we're like, what can we do from our standpoint? How can we make a difference? And that's really how it somewhat came about. And so I I really want to hear your perspective. But before I even hear that, the one thing that I love about my sister Julia is that before we even came together as a collective, Miss Carter is no stranger to speaking out 
about diversity, speaking about about race issues, because baby, when Julia's <laughs> season ended, okay, she took to her website and she really talked about her experience and what she felt how it was for a black woman alone on her season. And I, the moment that the article came out, I immediately called Julie. I was like, wow. And it just, so again, like, you know, some people, you know, like to say, oh, y'all just, no, 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 baby, baby, pull your facts because my girl Julia been talking about this since the moment that she's had an opportunity. So I know I just asked you like a thousand questions. <laughs> so uh, um, I tend to do that, but feel free to just jump in and I'm sure I'm going to have a million more for you. You're so amazing. Thank you so much, Bryce. Um, so yeah, like, you know, we both have been very outspoken and we use our platform for positive and to bring light to issues and, you know, more importantly, solutions, especially those surrounding things that are very important to us and to both of us in particular, it's our identities, you know, whether that's race, whether that's gender, whether that's sexual orientation. So these are things that are very important to us. And, you know, we use our platforms for those reasons. So, so yes, like, I've definitely been very outspoken since my survivor experience. And, um, you know, when we all got together through the Soul Survivor organization and decided to collectively as former Survivor players, and Wendell at the time was even current, I think, because his season was airing. But um, but yeah, like we decided that this is something that we care so much about because we have this shared experience that we want to see it be better because right. it hasn't been working the same. And we have not all been having equitable experiences on this amazing show that we love. So we decided to, you know, come together and think of different ways that the show can improve, um, do round tables and Ugh. Rob has a podcast and, you know, all talk about it on our platforms in some ways. And then that led to meetings with CBS where we actually talked to the stakeholders and, you know, the big boys at the table that actually can have the the power to make the changes that we want. So when you say, what was my reaction? So y'all, like, don't get me wrong, when we sat down and even like the petition and when we were having meetings on the side, like from the Soul Survivors, we were really like, let's go all out and let's ask, you know, you always ask for more than you think you're going to get. So right. when we were like running through these numbers and I think we had asked for 30% of like, you know, like people of color, black, indigenous people of color on the cast. And even that, I think we were like, ah, 30% that's a little high, but, you know, right. we might be able to get 30%, you know? So when the announcement came out from CBS that it was going to be 50%, right. baby boy. Oh, baby like, girl. <laughs> so that is something that shocked me. It shocked me. And I was yeah. very, very pleasantly surprised, but also damn right it should be 50 percent right you know what i mean because like absolutely. this is not it should absolutely not be 50 and we should probably even raise the bar higher um but i am very satisfied with 50 percent because that is half and like that is that is a very significant change and improvement and if cbs has committed to making to go above and beyond what we asked what we thought was appropriate then i think that that shows their commitment and for that i'm very proud and for that it shows me that 
you you need to demand change in the spaces that you occupy and like i don't think that much of this wouldn't have happened with the collective voices of all the former survivor players that have been speaking out on this and demanding change and asking of change of this network so so I'm so proud to have been a part of that. I'm so proud to have worked with you and Wenzel, Sabrina, Ramona, Jatia, Jamal, and like get this done because it is so necessary. And it's been a long time coming. And boy, I can't just wait to see some of these seasons. Okay. I just feel like the TV as a whole is just going to be so much better. Yes. And what I don't think a lot of the listeners understand is that like when we say we were having meetings, baby. The way Jatia and Jamal (laughs) was, I mean, we like, we were really working on this presentation to put together to CBS because the stakes were so high and it was such an emotional time that like me and Julia will call each other on FaceTime and bitch be crying. Like just because (laughs) it was so much going on and there were a lot of hurdles that we won't even go through because it's not even worth, but there were just so many hurdles. Hurdles that and just so much complication going on at the time that it really was draining. Like, it, dr- dr- when I say draining, like to the point where I, <laughs> I sometimes I will call Julia and be like, girl, just tell me what happened. Just tell me what happens because it is literally affecting my personal life. It's literally yes. affecting my work life. It's literally affecting my mental health. And which is why I'm so blessed that I had the opportunity to work with people like you, people like Jatia, that I we could call, we could vent and we could like, you know, some days I would be the cheerleader for Julia like, no, girl. Yeah, I needed it. (laughs) We need to move forward. Other days, you will be the cheerleader for me. And I just have to say, like, working with you guys and us putting together this meeting that for me was never possible and for me you know I'm not shy about it I love this game like you know I'm not like somebody that has not that has not watched that's played a hundred years ago and has not watched like you know I watch I'm uh, committed to this and so you know I always hope out you know for me I don't feel like a former survivor I and I always tell you this I like I feel just like a fan I feel like a fan with a VIP pass so it's like (laughs) I want to real that's right you know like i want to play again and so you know i also had to teeter with oh my god if i speak out could i be blackball could i be what could there be consequences and i really had to say to myself that you know what bryce you've had the opportunity to play and so whether or not you play again oh well you still have lived out your dream and what i kept telling to myself during this process because there was a lot of negative uh comments coming my way coming from places that I didn't even expect it to come from. But what I had to say to myself, and this is what I say to myself all the time, is that I want the next openly gay black player to play. I want his experience to be so much more than my experience. And that's really what I had to champion for, and which is why I wanted to speak for my voice, because it's like, you know, we talk about intersectionality. Like, I'm just not a black man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a gay black man. And there are things Mm -hmm. that come with that, and that, you know, people don't understand that even the black community doesn't understand that and I, again when I, I tell people I'm like a double minority and in, in society I'm a minority as a black man and the black community I'm a minority as a gay man and I'm always fighting and screaming for my voice to get heard and so it was challenging for me at times because I'm like am I like should I be quiet should I just like you know and I had people like you on my corner like baby boy I don't know what you're going through but 
Your voice needs to be heard. You need to be screaming from the top of the lungs. And which is why I just, again, was so happy that, you know, God placed people like you, people like Jamal, people like Wendell that can celebrate my otherness and really make me feel that like my voice is needed just as much as your voice was needed, just as much as Wendell's voice was needed, just as much as Jatia's voice was needed. And it just was like, just crazy the fact that you know, you go from being scared to speaking out to the fact that then CBS is like, we want to hear what you have to say. And I only want to hear what you have to say. Like they're making changes upon our recommendation, which just blows my mind. And, and that's a it, go to show like and that should just go to show like how important speaking out is. Right. Because it's similarly like many survivors, I would say majority have that fear, even if there's not like even if they don't necessarily think that they might play again like there is still that fear to speak out for for many different reasons to be blackballed to be like to you know not ruffle feathers because cbs is a powerful entity but look at the beauty and look at yes. the change that is coming about for speaking out you know so that should go to show everyone that no matter in your life like take the risk and speak out and stand on what you believe yes. and what you know to be true and know to be right because it will pay off and it will be worth it in spaces that also see the value and any spaces that don't you don't need to occupy any spaces okay. that don't want to make the necessary changes to embrace all parts of you and your identity and your communities is nowhere you need to be a part of take your positivity and your light somewhere else you know so I think that that should be a, a pure representation and demonstration that we should always speak out. And boy, like, you know, like Bryce said, it was tough. Trust me. <laughs> like, it was tough, y'all. Like, we were struggling, you know, like, we would be meeting three, sometimes yeah. more times a week. Me and Bryce would be pulling up in our bonnet on, <laughs> these, <laughs> on these Zoom calls. And I was like, honey, can it stop? Like, I am tired. We have been yes. going for three hours. And some days, like, I, you know, I needed that boost. I needed Bryce's positivity and Bryce's reminder to, like, go ahead and cry it out, Julia. Go ahead and vent it out and I'm going to listen to you, but then we need to get back to the grind. Right. Then we need to get back to this presentation and talking about how we're going to get CBS to make these changes. And it always got me back on track. And sometimes Bryce needed that. And I was like, go ahead and tell me, you know, share with me the story. Share with me how you're feeling. How did that, those words affect you? And then let's get back to the grind. Like, help you. I'm a talk you through it. I'm going to tell you how amazing you are. And then we're going to get back to the grind. So sometimes you need that. And sometimes when you're fighting these battles for change and you're, you know, encountering these hurdles and these obstacles that get you down, find the people that can be your cheerleader and then get you focused because we need you and we need more people to be speaking out because look at the change that is occurring as a result. So I'm so proud. So I've been yes. a part of that and to work with you guys, all of the names that I mentioned, like it is such a reward and I'm so blessed to see these changes come about. Yes. And it was so crazy because when the news broke, um, like I was telling my mom what was going on, but sometimes it was just too draining to like unpack all of the stories. I remember you were like, you know, I'm only telling Barb, like the little stuff, you know, sometimes right. it's hard to get people to... You know, you don't want to sometimes go into all the nitty gritty and all the details because for people who may not fully understand or who are not fully, you know, um, 
aware or knowledgeable of all the in-depth, it can kind of get tight. You feel like you're bombarding them with all this information. Right. So it's just like, I'm going to just give them the overview. So what'd your mom right. say? So when everything came out, of course, you know, my mom was like, oh my God, that's amazing. But the other day when we were talking on the phone, she really said something that I, I didn't even think. And my mom was like, you know, you've loved this game before you ever played it. You got the opportunity to play the game. And she was like, and now you are affecting change Mm. for somebody to play behind you. My mom was like, she was saying something to the effect of that's what a legacy is. I was like, Mm. I was like, oh my, and I never even looked at it like that. But my mom was like, that's what a legacy is, Bryce. And she was like, you and the people that you're with, you guys should be so proud. And it was like, I mean, that almost really brought me to tears because I think when we were in the thick of it, I don't think that we... We, we know what our goal was, but I don't think that we really looked at the the effect, the long lasting effect that it could have for the people coming behind us. And I like in that moment, I was just like, oh, my God, like and my mom was like, you should really be proud. And so I'm always like, ah, yeah, but I was like, wow, like I, I really took that in for a second because I was like, wow, like I, you know, not only for the black community, but for the LGBTQ plus community, like, you know, I'm such a huge champion. And, and to know that my voice, that me speaking out had a part in possibly more people being casted, more people getting to play, possibly more winners possibly more king edits like you know to come that i can mm-hmm. be screaming from my house drink a wine like yes bitch yes like i was just like oh my god we gonna need some more box wine okay you better get your box wine <laughs> Absolutely. Cause this is, yes, like, yes, yes, yes. When we talk about legacy, right? Like, and especially in the game of survivor, when we talk about legacy, everybody wants to talk about the, the, the game and like, oh, you know, so-and-so did this or made this move in the game or was a game changer, you know, played this many amount of times, but who gets to say that we affected the, the game in like this manner to this okay. magnitude that Icon. this is, okay. this, this is iconic. This is game changing y'all okay. y'all want to talk about hashtag game changer this is game changing we just did something that is going to allow so many more people to play this game that would not have been able to play this game pure numbers wise but beyond that and something that you guys might not be you know as privy to because this was something more discussed in the meetings with cbs but along with just more casting we talked about editing and behind the scenes and how important that is in creating and the storytelling of the people that you cast. And that is something that, you know, CBS committed to changing, bringing on more diverse behind the scenes cast um, and like telling better stories and representing, especially our black and indigenous people of color castaways better. So that I'm very excited to see because I'm sick of the, the same old tired ass stereotypes in these trash edits so it's that's going to be beautiful to see is not only a more diverse cast but to get to know these castaways on a different level and get to see some of the beautiful stories that unfold as a result of having more representation in front and behind the camera so that is game changing that is legacy and if anything that i want my survivor legacy to be told is not you know season 38 and edge of extinction and me getting you know booted out and me having to sit on no tell the story that i was a part of this historic change at cbs in which black and indigenous people of color will now make up 50 percent of the cast 
moving forward and the future generation and the impact that this will have. That's what I want to be a part of. And that's what I'm, that's what I want my legacy to be known as. So I'm Period. just so Period. happy. Period. Period. Okay. Now, <laughs> so now what I'm like, amazing. yes. Now I'm like, can we hurry up and get to new season? Like, what's up? What's up? Right. Like, can, like COVID I'm done with go. 2020. Okay. Bye 2020. Come on. Give me 2021. So we get a new season. What's the tea? Okay. Right. That's and like, you know, we love Survivor. That's where we, that's where we're from. That's what we do. But, you know, I watch my big brother too. And the way that some of the seasons. And you be watching Love me, Island, girl. I be seeing your yes, tweets too. Okay. There, I was getting there, Bryce. But I'm saying okay. the way that these shows as a whole have been going with, we see the same old trends with minorities being voted out early, you know, on Love Island, just doing the, the, you know, black men and women dirty, like, you know, so I'm just so going to be so happy to see these seasons and the effects that it's going to have on TV, on, you know, the the new viewers that might watch as a result of new diversity. So, yeah, baby boy, I'm excited. Like, yes. shoot, put me on Love Island. If y'all are going to bring on some okay, more listen, people, put listen. me on Love Island and let me find some love, please. Oh, listen, okay, I'm working out. I'm trying to get this body together. So, listen, <laughs> we go on Love Island together. Okay. <laughs> but seriously, Julia, it was truly an honor to work with you it was truly honestly like you know literally life-changing and I'm, I was so I would not want to, to work with another group of people that we worked with but honestly thank you for your contributions thank you for always speaking up thank you for always being an ally to the people's whose voices that we don't feel like is heard so truly thank you so much Julia and thank you so much for taking the time to come on and talk with your baby boy but before we go just let my purple pants posse know where they can follow you on the Twitter and the Instagram okay cause you know Julia be out here you okay showing showing her body okay giving you face okay don't think cause she in scrub she ain't looking sexy so just let my purple pants posse know where they can follow your baby girl at purple pants podcast you can follow me at at the Julia Carter on Instagram and Twitter. Y'all know I'll be posting a little bit, looking cute on Twitter. I'll be, you know, thirst trap. Same whatever I want on Twitter. But yes, Bryce, thank you so much. And thank you so much to everyone listening at Purple Pants Podcast. And I love this man so much. I really don't understand. Um, it's been it's been positivity and great vibes ever since I first talked to Bryce Isaiah. So I am just so elated and so proud to know you and to be to witness everything that you do and everything you will do and the light that you shine on the world. So please, baby boy, keep doing your thing. Oh, yes, baby girl. <laughs> baby boy. Now let's get this box one and watch these new seasons. Oh, let go. Okay. You pull it up to Philly. Okay. <laughs> of course. Post COVID, you know. Okay, yes, post. Yeah, listen. But when the world opened back up. But thank you so much, Julia. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And we are back this week. Okay, another amazing week, another amazing race, and another amazing segment with the one, the only, the Brooke that is my Kim. Hi! Welcome back to the podcast. Yes. Hey, Brooklyn. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm I'm great. I am so happy to be talking to you in a much less stressful podcasting environment. Yes. Thanks in large part to, you know, Pennsylvania and Arizona. Uh, 
a national okay. hero, Stacey Abrams in Georgia and Wisconsin and all of the states. I last time we spoke on, I mean, we speak off on the side, but last time we podcasted, the world was sort of topsy turvy. So it's nice to just take a deep breath and move forward and podcast yes. more about the amazing race rather than being stressed about the nation. So. Yes, that makes I am. Um, I'm very happy. I'm looking forward to uh, January 21st, 2021. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is. It, my anxiety is a lot lower. I still feel like there are a lot of hurdles that we have to yeah. overcome. But I feel like we are in a better place and a better situation. And can I just say before we start? Ed, of course. You don't know that I'm saying this. And I know you don't like to brag on yourself. So I'm just going to do it in case people don't know. This week, very importantly, CBS announcing that their reality shows will have casts that are at least 50%, you know, people of color based in large part on a movement that you and several other Survivor castaways put into motion. And I just wanted to say I'm really proud of you for speaking up and speaking out. And like you said, calling in CBS because it's important to speak up for what you believe in and more importantly for what's right. And I feel like steps are being taken in the right direction. And so, you know, you don't like to, you're not a braggy person. And so I just wanted to say, I'm proud of you. And if people don't know, now they know. Um, that's all. I'm just, I'm proud to be your friend. Oh, thank you. So I'm proud to be your friend. And yeah, it was a huge undertaking. Um, definitely stressful, definitely nerve wracking. Um, just because, yeah, the whole process, it was a lot. Or organizing, um, speaking out and, you know, ultimately, you know, having a meeting with CBS and the decision makers and, you know, for them to be so receptive of it, for them to actually hear what we had to say, for them to agree and for them to commit to make change is something just, yeah, crazy. And yeah, I don't, yeah, I, it's not even bragging. It's just so weird. It's for me, it's just kind of crazy. The fact that I was a part of something that, can create change and more opportunities for people that look like me. Um, it's really something that it still hasn't hit me yet. And I think it probably won't hit me until I watch a season of right. uh, Survivor and I see, you know, someone that looks and sounds like, you know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. but that is, but honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm just could not have done it without the amazing help of all of the other um, African-American Survivor alum that spoke out um, and really like launched this campaign with us for change. And it really is a testament to like, you know, speaking out. Don't be scared of if you just don't be scared and, and to always speak out for what you believe in. And so, yeah, I appreciate you for that, Brooke. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Should we talk to Amazing Race? Yes. M merci beaucoup. Pardon, madame. Oh. Yes. Let's, that I'm is excited. That is some solid French, right? Yes. Totally. I mean, that's, that's all I got. But, <laughs> you know, I've been to countries that speak French and, you know, that get me through. I smile and say, you know, pardon. Oh, and listen, it, it get me where I got to go. That's all that matters. That's what's important. So we fly to Paris for the self-drive leg, the dreaded self-drive leg, where you have Will at the very beginning of the episode foreshadowing that obviously he's going to F something up because he's like, I'm excited to drive a stick shift. I took lessons. So we all know that that means that he's going to struggle with something horrible <laughs> is going to happen. Um, and it does. And I know you have something to um, add when it comes to getting out of the garage here and the fact that Leo and Alana begrudgingly had to help Will and James move their car. And yes. I want to know your opinion on this, because they actually, the first thing Leo said was, I'll back you up, which was interesting because he had to get out. But at the same time, 
he didn't really want to help anybody because these people right. you turn them. So what would you do in this situation? Um, I so I always feel like you catch more flies with honey than vinegar. And so I feel like Leo, like he didn't help Will um and them out. He just did it to move them to the side. And I also felt like he was an asshole about it. Like, you know, I don't and again, I understand it's the editing and it's like at this point I just love to hate on Leo and Alana. Like, you know, I just like they're just always so nasty and they're always just like, Oh, it's Will and Grace. Oh, ha, ha, I'm laughing at their misfortune. And then it's like, you had to get out and help them, but you only really helped them to get them to the side so that you could drive past them. Um, And it's just like, okay, we get it. They you turned you, okay? But have some empathy. Show some love because you you just never know. Helping them might actually help you. Um, But that's all I really had to say. But yeah, they, they just so nasty. Like, I'm just like, oh God. But listen, NeNe Leaks from Real Housewives of Atlanta said, you never can win when you play low. You never can win when you play dirty. But yeah, I was like nervous about this because I'm like, child, I, I can't, well, I mean, Listen, I can drive stick shift, but it just ain't the car stick shift. So I just don't know. (laughs) I would have been like cringing. Okay. And for me, when I get upset, I cuss. So I would have like, Leo would have came over to my car and I'd be like, get away, bitch, get away. I got this. I got this. But they were able to get it together and, you know, make it through get, getting the stick shift together. But I really was proud of, hold on, wait, because I took a little notes because I was like, let me get on my brook. I really was <laughs> proud of uh, Riley and Madison for like staying in the lead and maintaining the lead the whole time because they oh, was they like- nailed this leg. This they, leg was theirs were out. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay. And then, you know, my girls Mish and Victoria, uh, they they didn't really struggle that much with the driving because they were just killing it. I was like, okay. But they struggled with the directions and I could like so relate to Mish when you just feel so overwhelmed and like you just yelling at the person like, listen, I, 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 can't, I can't focus and I can't look and I drive. I could drive, but I need for you to be my eyes, Victoria. I need for you to help. So I was really relating to them a lot uh, with that. And then it was my girl, uh, what is it, Kaylee? Uh, is Kaylin, it Kaylee? Yeah. Kaylin Kaylin. and Haley. Kaylee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's how I would have been driving, okay? Like every 30 seconds, you would have heard the <laughs> But listen, my car would have been moving. And listen, if the rental ain't in my name, I ain't going to Exactly. Be Who cares if, I- if you mess up the transmission? It could just fall out the bottom. Who cares? As long as you get where you need to go. I got to tell you, Kaylin and Haley's attitude was better than I ever, ever could have imagined being like, they were stalling out every 10 seconds. They they knew they were last or they thought they were last. And they just were so positive. I'm not sure how they stayed so positive, but they're making me like them more and more every week because they're just positive attitude and positive energy. It's just, it's kind of infectious. They laughed their way through thinking they were going home. And at the end, when they found out that they were seventh and not last, and they just, they went bananas. And, and I like them. I didn't yeah. think I saw much personality at the beginning, but I actually, I, they've grown on me a lot. And there's just something about them that I just like how, how happy and positive they stay doing a speed bump, knowing they're last, not seeing anybody the entire leg. Hi, that bro. is so hard to deal with. Our first leg was self-drive. And I'm sure I mentioned previously, like we got lost for four plus hours. Everybody got super lost, but we didn't, once we saw somebody, we saw Becca and Floyd at one point and Scott and I flipped because we just thought we were so far behind that everyone else was already off the course. So Kaylin and Haley's attitude was great. I took notes on that as well. Uh, it uh, makes me like them even more. I just have a thing for always rooting for the underdog. Mm-hmm. And so it seems like from the very 
second episode, they've been the underdog and always kind of like, you know, trailing behind. But you're right, never really giving up and never really having this defeatist attitude. It's always been just like enjoying my company with my sister. So I was really, 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 really rooting for them at the end. Um, because I'm just like, yes, I, I want y'all. Come on, come on, blondes. Let's go. Let's get it popping. So I was really excited to see them kind of sort of pull it out. Now, imagine then the problem come- is. Sorry. Go ahead. What's the problem? Because the me. problem is, if they pulled it out, that means Michelle and Victoria went home. I, and know, I freaking love them. And see, the issue for me was, and I was like debating this towards the end when I saw how and where it was ending. I'm like, oh my God, who am I rooting for? Because, you know, I love me, my Mish, and I love my Victoria. But I really think on this episode, I really became the Blonde Sisters uh, mm-hmm. fan. And I actually was rooting for them a little bit more, only in the sense that I just, because I just felt like their journey I try, listen, when I be watching TV shows, I just be applying random stuff to my life. And I'm just always like, right now in my life, I can relate to the blonde sisters being always in the back, having more than one roadblock, can't drive stick shift, can't get to where you're at. And then like when they were like driving to get to the carnival place and the one, uh, the, I think it might have been Victoria sitting out the thing like, does anyone know how to get to? Like, you know, that would have been me still laughing and having a good time. So I just so related to them this episode. So in my mind, I had to pick them to root for even though don't get me wrong I love me my Mish and I love my Victoria but I really kind of like sort of kicked it in the high drive for the twin sisters now when we got to the Wait, I will just uh, say, side note, when the, I don't know if it was Kaylin or Haley, who was yelling out the back, being like, does anyone know where this is? Yeah. That was so me, because <laughs> when you ask someone for directions on The Amazing Race, they have to sign a waiver that they'll be on TV. Oh, so if you And then that takes time, but it takes way less time than getting lost for, I mean, that Four last hours. drive. That last drive was an hour drive, and it took Michelle and Victoria six and a half hours. Like, that's oh my God. painful. But if, if you yell out of the back of a car or yell while you're running and, like, people just point for you, then you don't have to they, – they don't have time to get a, a – what's it called? Uh, a waiver. Brooke, a you waiver. just Thank better you. be dropping this amazing race knowledge on the Purple Pants Podcast. This is, like, the sixth thing that you done told me and our listeners uh, what to do. If we ever play, girl, let me find out because I'm taking notes too. Let me find out you trying to set me up to win something. Of course I am. I want Purple Podcast listeners to go on the race and to win the race. I think that's our people. I like that. So I will also say that when Leo helped Will and James get out of the garage, I think I also would have been a little obnoxious if I were Leo. I mean, look, these guys, you turned me. If they were behind me, I never would have helped them at all. And I was forced to help them to move forward. So I kind of appreciated the fact that he was like, oh, I have to help them. This is horrible. But I will say there was a little bit of the editing was fantastic because when they're at the art museum. Girl, when I tell you, when I tell you. You, I, now, first of all, I watched it this morning and I was drinking my coffee in the bed and I like you spit, spit out. <laughs> my coffee. Like I didn't spit it out in my bed, but like I spit it out in my mouth. I was like, oh, because mind you, this is like the second time that Leo has done that where he's talked about, um, my boys and then they just pop up and he's like, yeah, I know they won't be anywhere behind us because they're still probably struggling on the road. And then here they go like they popping in like, in, hello. And he, and you know what? Leo's response was kind of hilarious. He's like, mm. Okay, like, and he goes up to Willie. He's like, "How did you do that?" And he's, and, but he wasn't mean about it. He wasn't rude about. It. I thought it was the editing was great. I thought 
Leo's faces and comments were hilarious. And <laughs> yes, oh, you're, you're I, just, I hope they just stay in for a while because I think like the rivalry between the two teams is really, really funny. So that it is funny for me because I love the root for my boys. But here is the thing: again, I need to call Will because I need to give Will a quick master's class on throwing shade. Okay, because they are too nice to Alana and Leo when they get in person with them. A simple smile. And I would have stepped to the back, rolled my eye. I would have rolled my eyes and be like, oh, you made it here too. Like, they just not throwing enough shade for me. But listen, maybe that's why they're doing good on Amazing Race because they're so positive and so whatever. But for me, if I was Will and I walked in and I saw Leo, oh, he would have got the spicy, bricey stare of spices. Okay? There, is, there is no question who you're not rooting for. This I mean, it's not that, I mean, you're, I'm not, they not pleasant. Like they, like they're, the edit of them is like the, they're like almost like the evil team. But I mean, again, this is just their edit. I don't know them. I'm pretty sure they could be amazing, possibly keyword could be, but I'm just saying, I just got to call it like I see it. So, and mind you, I love to like hate on them. It's just, it brings me joy watching this. Um, but I really thought when they got, went to the museum, this would have been such a fun leg for me because, yeah, I would have been looking at the wall. Now, mind you, where I would have struggled was I butcher names. I'd have, it, the name could have said Antoine or Antoinette Barker. I would have been like, Antoine Pati? <laughs> like, you know? And so that was, and this is the question I wrote down. So say the name was Antoinette Parker and I find her and I'm like, this is Antoinette Pati? Would they have been like, it's the wrong name? Or would they have been like, Okay, baby boy, you kind of got it right. So I'm going to no, let you go. No, I think you would have been fine. I think if they knew that you knew which painting you were talking about, that pronunciation didn't so much matter. Okay, good. That would I was be thinking, my best guess. Because I was pausing it and I was trying to say the names out loud because, like, that's just what I do. I'm weird. Now, also, in this leg of the race, I another group that I... I don't hate on them. I love them. But Ishwar and Aparna? Oh, oh my God. Girl. And again, with the editing, they start the episode... Ishwar talks about how he thought the race would show his strengths, but he thinks it's really showing his weaknesses. A partner chimes in and she goes, I have no weaknesses. (laughs) And I wrote down, it took every team one try with the exception of Will and James, which it took two tries to do that first roadblock. It took her 16 tries. That's not even me exaggerating 16. Like I felt for her so much, but I just don't understand why she didn't just pick a person from the room Say, and then went to go, find, go find the painting. I mean, I know that they weren't all in the paintings, but at 16, you got to change up your strategy a little bit. Like, I I really like them. And I liked that, I got to tell you, if either Scott or I was doing that, it took us 16 tries. The person who wasn't doing it would have been, like, screaming and just miserable and negative. And Ishwar was just so pa- He kept being like, it's cool, girl. You got it. Keep your head but up. And let I like them. So, yes. And Ishwar made it up when they got to the carnival. First of all, I, mm-hmm. I think it's official. I have a, a crush on Ishwar. Ishwar is so <laughs> cute. Okay. I just love me my Ishwar. But when he got to that carnival, baby, them physics must have kicked in because he played no games and killed it. And again, let's just talk about our, we're going to call them our parents because we just love them so much. Hung and Chi. Okay. Bay Bay Chi, when she got to that carnival, he was playing no games. And I was just like, and he's like, I forget. He says something to the effect of like, uh, he wasn't, he didn't play like carnival sports. I don't sports. play he, carnival games. Yeah. I play tennis or something. Like he just did everything well. Okay. Did right. Everything well. 
He, I just like when he was throwing them things, the holes, and said, I'm just like, oh, okay, come on and kill it. So they just literally came to the carnival and like was like boom and boom. Um, who else was funny? I think it was funny with Leo and Alana. When I, mean, I, I think, think it was sh- Alana was hilarious when she's like, she was like, you're she close. made of magic and fairy dust, and I'm jealous. And I appreciate a little bit of their self deprecation. She's like, they're amazing, and I just I hate them. I'm jealous. Like, but you know, she doesn't really have hate. And I think that you like that Ishwar did well because he was up against Leo and he passed Leo. At the I, Mm-hmm. Don't be trying to read me, Bookie Boo. <laughs> Don't be trying to read me, even though he did kill it. Now, another thing that we could just kind of skip over, baby, them throwing pies at me. See, and mind you, again, I always, when I watch this, I put myself like with Wendell. And first of all, Wendell would have been cussing me out because I'm so dramatic. First of all, somebody would have threw a pie at me, baby. I would have dropped my pies and been like, what's up? Okay, because you know I'm from Philly. We don't play that. Or I would have got hit with a pie and I would have fell to the ground thinking I'm trying to be funny. And then one of my pies would hit the ground and then we would have had to go back to whips pies and then Wendell would have been cussing me out. So that's what I was thinking about. And I would have hoped that I would have had an alliance that they would have told me that the pies is coming because for sure... If nobody told me the pies was coming and I walk in there and somebody hit me in the eye with a pie, baby, I am screaming murder. <laughs> I don't know how nobody dropped a pie. I mean, I guess right. some people were told. I, and you know, I'm just going to say that. I don't want to sound like a grumpy old man, uh, but... <laughs> Like, back in my day, I feel like Ah! the tasks were a little bit harder. Now, maybe, maybe some people would find these tasks very difficult. People, but... Girl, girl, girl. Guys, the end of my fifth leg, we had to climb a mountain in Norway. It was called Axla, and technically you could have driven up, and only one team figured that out, and it wasn't us, so maybe I'm just salty about it. But we had to climb, at this point... Most of our pit stops were up hundreds and hundreds of stairs. We had to climb it. It's just it, carnival games. It just looked like fun. Girl. Like had they had whack-a-mole, that's my carnival game of choice. Like whack-a-mole is my favorite thing in the world. But is that when they pop like, up out the thing? Yeah. And you got to hit them. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love that. But they, uh, maybe it'll get harder. It, uh, this one just seemed very. Um, well, I mean, well, this is what I'll say. Cause you know, I'm, I'm rather new to the amazing of the race. But this is what I would say. It could have been easy, but we did see a lot of teams struggle, Leo and Alana. But um, what I will say was it was fun for the viewers. And so maybe they they are are saving the last couple of legs, baby, for some hard, 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 harder things. So we have to see. I was also like uh, Gary and... How does it feel? I thought it was so funny when, like, uh, they get to the thing and Gary's like, well, actually, I'm really an astute artist Amazing. and, like, I really love it. D'Angelo was like, bitch, what? Like, who are you? Um, I love them. I love see them for, like, the first 20 minutes. Where were they? I forgot they were even on the episode. They right. literally didn't show up for 20-some-odd minutes. And then Gary's like, I'm a Renaissance man, and I love right. art. And I, and D'Angelo's like, I've known you forever. What what the, what the do you talk of art? And it was great. He did amazing. He, he did, did really, amazing. really, good. And so I really feel like uh, Gary and D'Angelo, like, I feel like they really do have a chance to win because they are sort of kind of like the underdogs in the sense that, like, they physically look like they would be great, even though we know physically how you look physically is not a determination of, like, how you will do. Uh, we see that Thanks they me. struggle a lot 
we see that they've got issues with communicating with each other um but they still make it through and so for me that's something that i can sort of get behind a little bit um and i'm just like yes and i'm still holding out hope that you know d'angelo is the last black man on there so i'm still rooting for him but i like the fact that they like they don't have all that it seems for a oiled machine Mm -hmm. but they machine is still moving so i like again i am an underdog watcher so i like the fact that they they don't have it all together they are in the alliance and i think that riley and madison touched on it earlier this episode that they are in the alliance but uh probably gary and d'angelo are at the bottom of the alliance so i'm it's like i was like "Mm, that could be foreshadowing in my Mm -hmm. mind i'm like okay something's going to come up where maybe the alliance kind of sort of breaks down a little bit and then i could see gary and d'angelo kind of flipping out and then wanting to form another alliance but that's just maybe me missing my survivor and uh just thinking of other things but i was really happy to see riley and madison come on in first place i was happy to see to no surprise mom and dad hung and she coming in the second um and then i guess i don't know who came in third whatever their names is but then i was glad <laughs> i was my- about to be like it's leo and alana but now i'm understanding why you're saying <laughs> and then my baby boys came in i was happy to see that then you know d'angelo and gary and then it was like the race for the end and again this is like when i was watching i was like really kind of deciding like oh my god who am-? like and i don't know why i like had to pin them together but i wasn't pinning them together but in my mind i'm like bitch you can only pick one who you picking and i'm like oh but i love mish and i love victoria but i just again the story of the 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 blondies uh kaylee and Haley, just really in the back of the end you know getting roadblocks still just like you know keeping it cute still having a great time i really just was like all right i'm gonna root for them and then when they got to the roadblock i'm like oh are they gonna make it they made it but then a part of me was hoping that mish and victoria they would be like this is not an elimination round but even though i know that when it comes to you know they just had one so i right, probably was right. sure that it wouldn't be so i was sad to see them go home but i was happy to hear them say that like this is the closest they've ever been they I weren't know, really close before this and I can agree that I can agree that they probably did not get along before this because you can hear in the arguments that they say like I can hear Mish being like okay girl I, I gotta I need a break from her so it was really good to see that them getting together so I was like oh okay come on amazing race pull it together that's what they do they bring families together and they foster the love I think that that was really really nice and I mean I'm I'm fairly close with my brother but we're five years apart it's nice to see these two sisters who just never really had a bond they said they were just never close and now to hear them talk about I say I love you and she says it back it's very heartwarming I do wish they would have stayed longer I mean there's not honestly there's not a team here I'm looking at all of them right now there's not a team here that I don't like (laughs) there's not there's just not even the ones that that might be edited to be a little bit annoying I think Mm. are I I don't know they've got their moments (laughs) of great I don't know and I'm very interested in next week it looks like there's going to be some drama and the alliance may start to fall apart oh Mm -hmm. well well, you know I'm here for that and Han and Chi are involved in it which is like I know I feel like they stay above the fray but I think I think there might be some you know, proverbial blows throw next week. Uh-oh. So we'll see what happens. Well, that means, well, listen, I'm going to need to count on you to get this tea next week, Miss Brookie Pooh. Oh, actually, next week's two episodes, I think. I think oh, this oh. week is a double episode. So I don't remember. Oh, Berlin. They're going to Berlin. And then, I don't know. So we will be going to Germany. So work on your German. Oh. And I'll see you next time. I'll see you next time. <laughs> Merci beaucoup. Ah, uh, we oui, miss you. Merci. It's a purple pants pick, it's a purple pants pick. If you hurry up quick, it's a purple pants pick, yeah.
and we have found our way to one of my favorite portions of the podcast. It's Purple Pants Picks. That's right. You pick, I say, every Saturday morning to my Instagram, Bryce Isaiah. I will post up an image of your baby boy, and it says, drop your topic for Purple Pants Pick. And that's the chance you, the listener, get to control what your baby boy says. Anything from self-care to food to wrestling to gardening to, I don't know, love and love, love after lock up in the bed or something. Whatever it is that you want, you pick, I say. So listen, without further ado, Audrey, what's the first Purple Pants Pick, boo? The first Purple Pants Picks comes from John John Rules, and he asks... Kageon being affected by the typhoon. Oh my God. So first of all, my heart and prayers definitely go out to the Philippines, to everyone in the Kageon region. You know, that is my second home. Okay. I might've only spent 11 days on the island, but the Philippines have shown nothing but love to me. And throughout the years, so many of my supporters from the Kagyan region and from the Philippines, they're always writing me on social media, telling me how much they support and love me. And over this weekend, I was getting bombarded from messages from people saying that their family members in Kagyan had been affected, their houses are flooding. And so I I tweeted like my prayers are with Kagyan. And I'm currently doing my research right now to find an organization that whether it be the Red Cross or that's actually like on the ground. And you know me, I like to do my little research to figure out what is the organization that I can get behind. And next week on the podcast, um, I will absolutely just let you guys know if anyone wants to donate or help in any way, or if you guys know of an organization that is on the ground. Because, you know, sometimes a lot when national disasters happen, I always am just kind of sort of like leery about where I send my money. So I just I, I always need to make sure it's a reputable place but I definitely want to lend my support as Kagyan had lended itself to me and so definitely my hearts and my prayers are going out to my Kagyan brothers and sisters and I'm just I'm praying for you guys but if Purple Pants Posse if y'all know of an organization or somewhere that will our funds or donations can go directly to the people that need it, not to the organization. I wanted to go directly to the people that need it. Please slide in my DMs. Please send me a message because, yes, I want to do whatever I can do to help support the region that has done so much for me. So, oh, baby, again, my, my thoughts and my prayers are with my brothers and sisters in the Kagyan area and the Philippine area and ev- anyone that's been affected by that typhoon. Oof. Whew. All right, boo, what's the next purple pants pick? Karen Sita 16 says the Queen's Gambit. Yes, I am here for the Queen's Gambit. My friend Sarah like sent me a message like, did you watch? You need to watch this. And I'm like, girl, I'm on episode two. So I haven't really finished it. But baby, I see everybody tweeting about it. I'm like, ooh, I might have to review. When I'm done, I might have to just give a little a review of it. I don't want to give anything away. But baby, if you like a good drama, you like a good little, you like a good now, a lot of times when I, you know, get into a series, sometimes I like it to have at least two seasons so that I can like binge it. But this is a good binge of a first season. Now, I'm slow walking it because, you know, I can watch a whole series in a night. So I want to enjoy Queen's Gambit. But yes, I'm on it. I love it. 
and baby boy will be back with a review. Let me know if you want me to review, okay, the Queen's Gambit, okay? Because if not, I won't. But listen, I am enjoying it. So what's the next Purple Pants pick? Austrian Ashley wants to know, what is your favorite takeout food? Ooh, Austrian Ashley. Baby, first of all, I just want to say Uber Eats, Grubhub, and DoorDash, they're all the devil, okay? Because, <laughs> baby, this pandemic, baby boy, been ordering out. So I don't really know. Hard to say. It really is. Because I order depending on my mood. Now, I will tell you, I love a good Jamaican spot, okay? I really love some oxtails. Ooh, Chile. I love a good seafood spot. I love some crab legs, okay? There is an Indian cuisine restaurant around the corner from my house. Baby, make you want to smack your mama. I love Spanish food. There's a Colombian place that's maybe like 20 minutes from my house and they, they got chicharrones they got to t- like oh listen and then you know sometimes the baby boy but drink a little bit you know i love my classic little chinese little general toast chicken so it's hard for me and i also i have this favorite i say foe y'all say fa i got a faux spot that I deliver and they put it in like these containers that you could just like who tastes just as good as the restaurant make sure you don't forget my horse to see a sauce though so i mean i love it all but those are probably the places that i've ordered from more than once in this pandemic okay so that's that's me but my i sometimes i like will literally wake up and be like "Mm, i've got a taste for something and then child with uber eats doordash grubhub being the devil it makes it possible so chile it's a lot But you know your baby boy loves to eat. So I'll try anything. But what's the next Purple Pants pick? Jason underscore Costello wants to know your thoughts on Donald Trump's refusal to concede. 1098-7654-321. Sir, the countdown is on. Okay, you got until January 21st to vacate the building. The landlord has given you your eviction notice. That's what I think about it. I um I am disappointed, not surprised, but you know, in this country, we've always had peaceful power of peaceful transfer of power. And I just I don't understand it. Like the votes are in. People are you know, you're saying it's a rigged election, although the election committee came out and said it's the most secure election. You win, you lose. And even back when he was going against Hillary Clinton. And even when he, like, she she conceded, okay? You know, our president at the time, Barack Obama, welcomed him and his wife. Into, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, you win some, you lose some. I, I just, I just, I don't even, it, it's just a lot. And then it just continues to divide and divide and divide. It's just like, baby boy, the countdown is on, okay? See ya. What's the next purple pants pick? Ricky Nelson 4 is asking best drinking games. Baby boy, you've come to the right place. Now, I love a good beer pong. Okay, me and Barb, we play beer pong. (laughs) Yes, me and Barb play beer pong. We have it at our house. Uh, We love to play that during the holidays. Um, So beer pong is really, really fun. I also have played uh the drinking game jenga so you play jenga 
And whoever loses, got to take a shot. I really love the straight face game. It's like the staring contest. So you can either do it like the blinking way. Whoever blinks first has to take a shot. But sometimes that game goes too quick. So it's really like having to make the other person laugh which can sometimes get really funny. Um, we've also, I've also played games like you, anybody like watches, uh, watch what happens live with Andy Cohen. I'm sure you do. And so I played games where I'll have people come over to my house and we'll like set, like just straight off the bat. I'll have like four random phrases or words. And anytime somebody says that you got a drink, baby, um, flip cup, baby. Now you're, Ooh, listen, Flip Cup. I get really competitive about Flip Cup. And um, Joey Hatch, you know, friends of the show, he's got a roommate named Darius. And me and his roommate Darius, we have a love-hate relationship. So it all started about a year and a half ago. And I have this clip. I should, like, post this on my Instagram where we were at a 6-8 event back when the world was open up again. And it was, like, an outdoor event. And they had, like, Flip Cup. And so... Nobody was playing it. So it was like me, Wendell, um, Joey, my friend Jillian at the time, and uh, we need another player because, uh, and we got Darius. Now, okay, you know, I just need a couple of, like, like you know, so I struggled a couple of times, but baby, I never cost us the loss. Okay. And so, but. Darius did cost us a loss and Darius going to blame it on me. So anytime. I see Joey's roommate, Darius. I cuss him the hell out. But, because listen, you know, you know, Spicy Brycey does not play. So, I, and listen, I get serious. And especially if I had a cocktail in me. And then the last game that I played is fun is Never Have I Ever. Okay? Never Have I Ever. And then listen, if you have never... You gotta, wait, I forget how it go because I haven't played in a while. But you'll just, y'all know how to play Never Have I Ever. So I'll say, Never Have I Ever Ate Broccoli. And if you have eaten broccoli, you don't drink. But if you have never eaten broccoli, then you take a shot. Now, I might be saying that backwards. This is where I would need my friend Sarah to get me together. So I'd be like, you know, most people like, Never Have I Ever Had a Threesome. And then, you know, if you've, or maybe I'm saying it wrong. If say I say never have a child, y'all going to work through this with me on this podcast. So if I say never have I ever eaten broccoli. And if you have eaten broccoli, or I think if you've never eaten broccoli, you don't drink. But if you eat broccoli, if you've eaten broccoli, you do drink. Okay, that's right. That's right. Because people be saying some salacious things. They be like, never have I ever sucked a toe. And then it'll always be that one friend that's like, bitch, what is you drinking for? Oh, you was a freak. You a freaky freak. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you for working me through that. Okay. I had to figure it out. But I'm sure y'all going to tweet me and say, no, bitch, you wrong. That's not how you do it. But tell me if I was right. But I think that's right. But anyway, those are some fun drinking games. Baby, I'm going to need some with these holidays coming up. But y'all going to have to probably play them by myself. What's the next Purple Pants Pick? The last Purple Pants Picks, day one only Sarah would like to know. I'd love to know your take on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Baby, yes, I watched. And this is what I had to say. First of all, mid-episode, I couldn't tell half of them women apart. Okay, there were like three of them that I couldn't even... 
I couldn't even get in. I, I was just like, I don't know. But I think it's the one. So here's a couple of them that I like. I think her name is Jen. She's the one that was like married to Mormon royalty. Then she divorced. And now she like has a whatever. So I kind of like her. Although she kind of like in one of her intros, she was just like, I like to rap and I like black men. Okay. All right, girl. There was another one of them. Now, mind you, I can't get their names right. So y'all gonna have to. There was another one of the women that on her first line, she was like, in Utah, I'm black. Mm. Okay, ma'am. So I understood what she was saying, but I didn't really like the context and how she was saying it. So, ma'am, I'm going to have to, yeah. Uh, and, and mind you, she's team too much anyway. She like through this party for Meredith. But it wasn't even really for Meredith because it was really just about her. But li- listen, so I kind of sort of liked Meredith, but girl, Meredith's gay son stole the damn show. Okay, I listen. He needs to be a housewife because he was <laughs> he was giving me everything I needed. Now it was this other girl from New York. I can't remember her name, but she's originally from New York, and she don't cook. And so we see her waking her kids up. And she's like, honey, do you want five more minutes? I'll give you five more minutes, baby. If that was bar, bar, like, get your ass up. Okay. And so they like drive around to like Sonic and Taco Bell. Like, girl, you team too much. But so that girl and Jen allegedly went to high school together or something, right? But or college. But the girl from New York, she like, oh, I don't remember her. And Jen's like, she doesn't remember me. And so that we we can really see that's going to be a common thread throughout this season. But here's the thing that I felt like, and I really want to like Jen. And so when they were at the party together, uh, they were like saying, oh, Jen, she there. She's like, oh, no, I'm going to wait for her to come to me because like, oh, she doesn't remember who I am. Now, first of all, girl, let me give you a lesson in shade. Don't even speak to her. Even if you come and like, oh, listen, these women on these shows, they don't even know how to throw shade. Baby, I will look through her. And even if we like made eye contact and she smiled and said hi, I wouldn't even say anything. Now, if y'all saw that moment when they did finally speak and like she was talking to the Meredith's son and like she was broke her neck to speak to her. She like pushed the son out the way and the girl from New York was just like, hi. <laughs> it was so awkward. And last, now mind you, it's about three other ones I can't think of. Oh, then it was this other girl. Again, I'm I'm bad with the names, y'all, so just go with me. Just go with the descriptions. There was this other lady who she got married this episode, but it really was her 10-year anniversary. And I, I really feel like I'm going to like her. Her and her husband of 10 years, when they first met, it was a salacious affair because they both was married and a lot of their family like disowned them but you know since they've been together for like 10 years now they're coming back she seemed like the wild card i like her but baby who takes the cake is miss damn mary okay one she's the only black housewife on there they're in utah so i guess it's not any surprise when somebody who's not black is saying in utah that they are black i roll but anyway mary crazy as hell I like I'm just like really this is the only this is the only black person I can find in Utah to be on the Housewives of Salt Lake City. But I can see Mary being good for TV. However, she is also married to her step grandfather. Yes, her step grandfather. So not her biological grandfather. I'm assuming her grandmother, he must have died, 
or her grandmother remarried. And then when her grandmother got sick, she told her husband that she wanted him to marry one of her grandchildren because she knew that she would she knew that her children would take care of them. Okay, weird. But and Mary's like, oh, I love Dolce Cabana. I love East Saint Laurent. I love YSL. I love all of these labels. Okay. She got all these expensive clothes, but bitch, you still look a mess in them. Girl, you need a new wig. You need a hot comb to your hair. And she just says whatever comes to her mouth. And she's a preacher. Okay. Like I just, I girl, Mary's a mess. I can't listen. Watch it and you'll see. But this is what I will say that I was talking to my sister. Shout out to my sister, Erica. Hey, boo. Um, they, they have money. You know how when some of the franchises of the housewives you watch and you be like, mm, like, I don't know if they've got money. No, baby. These women, they got money. Like, they wealthy. So, don't know if I love love. But I will, you know, I set my DVR, so I'm going to tune in to see what the hell Mary and I'm doing, and hopefully I'll get better with the names, okay? And that's this week's Purple Pants Picks. And no, I am not going to get married to my step-grandfather. Ugh, that's nasty. Bye, Mary. <laughs> and just a reminder, if your pick didn't get picked this week, do not worry. Every Saturday on Bryce's Instagram and Twitter at Bryce Isaiah. That's B-R-I-C-E-I-Z-Y-A-H. Bryce posts the Purple Pants picks, and it's your chance as the listener to get your pick in. Tune in next week to see if your Purple Pants pick was picked. It is time for advice given to you by Bryce. It's time for advice with Bryce. All right, everybody, if you're hearing my voice, that means we are back on another edition of Advice with Bryce. And we're going to go ahead and get started right into this week's submission. And due to, you know, a little more personal, we're going to keep this week's submission anonymous. Hey, Bryce, I love you in the podcast, and I always appreciate hearing your advice. It's clear you are very thoughtful in your answers. I work in a school and am very worried because my school doesn't want to go virtual, even with rising numbers. It's to the point that I can't be with my families over the holidays, and the community is continuing on like nothing is wrong. I know that COVID spread after the holidays will be extreme, and I'm scared of getting sick or even losing my job. What do I do? Whew. Chile. Now, this is definitely an advice that I'm sure a lot of people can relate. And I can relate as well because my job is expecting us to go out in the community and go into people's homes. However, you're a teacher. So that means like you're going to be in close proximity with your no, your students. And I'm not sure what grade that you teach, but I'm assuming it's maybe elementary school. And so that is definitely something that is scary. And when you... You need to work for your livelihood because who's going to pay your bills? Who, who like, you know, so I definitely com- can understand and relate to where you're coming from. And I would say that my advice to you is honestly to do the best that you can do for yourself. And when I say that, I mean, in your classroom, make sure that you have hand sanitizer. Make sure you are spacing the desks as far apart as possible, making sure that you are keeping your distance in the room, making sure your windows are open so that air circulates. Like, And I, I honestly think those little things can make a huge difference. Wearing your mask, not, you know, not having too much more interaction and making it 
as virtually possible as that you can. And I understand that even if the school is not going virtual, but maybe you are creating lesson plans that you know, you're not giving papers out for homework that, you know, you have all of your students emails so that way you can email their homework. You know what I'm saying? So that they don't have to pass you anything so that they have to like email you things. And so although the school might not be going virtual, you in your classroom can go as virtual as possible that you're not passing out papers or anything like that. And it's definitely a scary time. And I honestly, I don't, I don't have an answer. You know, it's really just by keeping the faith and washing your hands and wearing your mask and trying to distance as possible is really the best thing that I can say and not interacting with other, like, you know, the teachers in the lounges, baby, I'll be eating my lunch in my car or my room. I would spend my own coin for disinfectants to be washing down, you know, my desk every time the students leave and just going above and beyond in that manner of like, and again, I don't know if the school is supplying that, but I would go out and be, I'll be buying my Lysol and my little Clorox wipes and I would be doing what I could do for my part to making sure that I, I'm doing what I can do. And as far as the holiday times, yeah, it's such a difficult time. And for me, my family, like we normally have a big Thanksgiving. And my mom has said that she doesn't feel comfortable just given her recent surgery and that, you know, we can't get my mom sick and it sucks. However, I'm going to take a COVID test maybe like four days before Thanksgiving. I'm going to isolate in my home and not be around anybody. And, you know, if the results are, you know, hopefully negative, then I'm going to like go and it'll just be me, my mom and John. And so I'm not sure if that is a possibility for you. But like I was saying earlier in the podcast, we've got to think of outside the box of even though it's the holidays, we don't want to be alone. I'm not sure if you have a COVID circle. Um, and what I mean by that is like maybe friends that you hang out with that you know that where they've been and that, you know, it's just only you guys hanging out. I really think that during this time, we have to think outside of the box and we can't let this pandemic is very much so real and it's very much so claiming a lot of lives and we have to do our part. However, we can't let it take control of our lives. We still have to move forward in a way that is healthy for us and safe for us. And so, baby, maybe this year Thanksgiving is a Zoom Thanksgiving. You know, maybe you, I, maybe it is that you guys, your family can say like, hey, we'd like everyone to take a COVID test before we come together. Maybe that's something that you can do. But there's always a way that we can think outside of the box to still get our family time in, to still feel like we're connected to each other. And I know you're definitely not the only one going through this. There are have to be millions of other people around our country, around the world, that are facing the same issues that you're facing and definitely don't feel like that you're alone. But you can only do your part. And I really feel like if you do your the part that you can do, it really will make a difference. And, you know, my background is in education. So I, my heart goes out to you. And I hope this advice 
was helpful. Please email me back and let me know what you're thinking. We could brainstorm together. Purple Pants Posse, if you guys are out there and you know you've had situations like this, let me know how you guys are handling it in your workplace. Let me know how you're handling your holidays. We're a community. We go together. We gotta come on. And y'all know I'll be cussing y'all out. I be I wanna see some tweets about how it is that you guys are working and what you're doing for your Thanksgiving. Okay. So that's this week's advice with Bryce. Thank you so much for your submission. And once again, if you feel like you need advice with Bryce, please do not hesitate to reach out to the Purple Pants Podcast. You can contact Bryce at purplepantspodcast at gmail.com. The following message is brought to you by... Give me a B. B. Give me an A. A. Give me an R. R. Give me a B. 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 Hi, this is Ms. Barb, and once again during my reading, I came across a piece written by Nikki Bannis, and I want to share it with you. You don't have to know what comes next. You don't have to have everything figured out this second. You don't need to know your entire story. You are a living, changing, growing soul riding through your unique and beautiful journey of life. And that's exactly what it is, a journey. And it wouldn't be a journey if you knew everything that was coming next. It wouldn't be a journey if you knew how it would all turn out in the end. So be patient with yourself and smile at the not knowing because your story is just starting to be written. Love you. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's that? Who's that? Who's that freaky, freaky freak? The freak of the week might be me, might be might be. And we have arrived to this week's freak of the week. Bang bang! And you know, this one was a, a funny one. This one, you know, makes me smile. So, you know me over the weekend, or maybe we even maybe like Friday, minding my business, and I came across this Instagram post that said Jezebel's Magazine's Finest. And it is none other than our boy Where is Davey? Yes, our boy Davey from David vs. Goliath or you might know him from the Bryce Isaiah 2021 Zaddy Calendar, Mr. June. Shout out to Davey. It looks like he is featured in, in charge. Y'all know I'm, I'm bad at butchering names, but I think it's Jezebel's Magazine and Baby Boy is looking GQ up. Okay, where is Davy? Awesome. Okay, Davy. And mind you, I'm like loving reading his article because you can learn more about him. And it's like 10 things you might not know about Davy. And it says, let me read some of these. It says, the TV show you can binge watch over and over. And of course, he writes, The Walking Dead. You know, Davy's a Walking Dead. One of them, he loved him. He says, the person who inspires you the most, he put his father. Oh, 
you know you're in love when I tell my family about you. Ooh, okay. So, okay. And it says something people would never guess about you. I survived on an island for 36 days and I was a finalist on the hit TV show Survivor. Oh, okay. Signature drink. He's a scotch guy. Uh, he likes a shot of whiskey in a mix with, he mixes it with lemonade. Okay. I'm sure. Tr- listen, is this like Atlanta's bachelor? This is like something they put on one of them bachelor things. Okay. What's that? What's next? He's single or ready to mingle. <laughs> but no, we love our baby boy, Davey. And yes, we had to give him a shout out for looking GQ in this magazine. Okay. So y'all know what to do. Okay. Is you going to do it is the question. I don't know. But I need you to head over to I am Davey on Instagram and let him know. Baby boy is the freak of the week. Oh, listen, baby. Oh, I don't know what, how I'm trying to answer some of them questions in that magazine. What would I answer for myself? Uh, what's one of my favorite TV shows? Oh, I don't even know. I, I had to leave a blank. Um, and then it says the person who most inspires you. Okay. That's easy for me. I say Bart and you know, you're in love when mm, mine would be if I bring you home for Thanksgiving. Um, and then something people would never guess about you. Mm, I don't know. What's something they would never guess? Uh, I mean that uh, I'm a bad person that if I could, I would take a bath every day and not a shower. I mean, I don't know. Okay. Come on, Jezebel. <laughs> but listen, if Davey is our freak of the week, then that means we are coming to the end of another amazing episode. We didn't counted this bad boy down. Thank you so much for sticking it in with me. I appreciate you so much. But listen. Make sure you subscribe to my podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the back of Uncle Pookie Truck, wherever it is, okay? Write a review, okay? Give me your, give your baby boy some five stars and tell a friend to tell a friend to ask where is Davey, okay? To tell a cook, to tell a shoe store worker, okay? To tell a post office worker to do a countdown. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2. It's a, it's a, it's a. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public. Might make your stomach hurt. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants.